Welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. And I'm Michelle. And today we are covering a movie that was only made bearable by the fact that I was drinking while watching it. We're talking about Maid of Honor. <laughs> Maid of Honor is a 2008 film. It stars Patrick Dempsey, who we've talked about multiple times on this podcast. Uh-huh. Michelle Monaghan, uh, Kevin McKidd, Kathleen Quinlan, Kadeem Hardison, uh, <laughs> yep. Busy Phillips, uh, and Sidney Pollock. Mm-hmm. It was directed by Paul Wieland, who did City Slickers 2. Mm-hmm. Several different Mr. Bean projects, which hey. I think explains some things about this movie. Yes. Uh, he's done two different episodes of Storytellers, one for Myths and Legends and one for uh, the fairy tale. He did Three Ravens. He directed Three Ravens. Oh, okay. Which I knew you, you loved yes. the Storyteller, so I had to... And the Three Ravens is one of my favorites. I thought so. Yes. Uh, it was written by mm, Adam Sistakil. I don't know. I, um, I didn't look. Who most recently wrote Scoob. And the movie Rampage with The Rock. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was also written, because we have two other writers. He's the uh, story by and then screenplay credit. Mm-hmm. The other two are our partners, Deborah Kaplan and Harry Elfont. Mm-hmm. They've done Leap Year, Josie and the Pussycats, Can't Hardly Wait, Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas, and first their first, first project was a very Brady sequel. <laughs> Explains so much about this movie. Th- that is a wide variety of movies. Like, yes. Like, some that I like and some that I don't. So it's an interesting, like, wide variety of movies there. Um, this has an IMDb rating of 5.9 out of 10. That's too generous. And then I warned you about the Rotten Tomatoes rating you before did. you watched the movie so you could be prepared. You did. Because we have complained before. I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've, seen, it very, if you've seen it recently, but what happens in Vegas? I've not seen it recently. Okay, but I remember it was crap. I'll just be, be honest. Yeah. This Rotten Tomatoes rating is 10% lower <laughs> Than that movie. This is a 16% Rotten Tomato rating. Yikes. Which is not the lowest we've done. No. But it is close. <laughs> and, yeah. and like, the thing is, this cast has a lot going for it. Uh-huh. Um, Kevin McKidd and Patrick Dempsey are are Grey's Anatomy. They were both on Grey's Anatomy together. My sister, my sister was like, oh, I love this. Like, I love it because of Patrick Dempsey and Kevin McKidd. You didn't love the movie. You said you didn't remember how well you loved it, I think, maybe. But anyway, the the point being, like, it was just, like, it's one of those that, like, I watched it back when it came out and remember not being impressed. The only thing I remembered about this movie, straight up, was the Thunderbead scene. <sighs> this is the only thing I remembered about this movie. This is kind of, oh, well, I better give the synopsis real yeah. quick. Um it, the, the synopsis is, a guy in love with an engaged woman tries to win her over after she asks him to be her maid of honor. A little more complicated than that. A sure. little more, but that was the, the synopsis that wasn't ten paragraphs long. It's true. Kadeem Hardison, by the way, could have just been named Dwayne Wayne and his wife could have been Whitley and I'd have been on board with yeah. this. My headcanon is that it is Dwayne. <laughs> like, <laughs> the way he says things about his wife, yeah. I went, this is just Kadeem Hardison playing Dwayne Wayne, like, 20 years later. Like, that's all Kind of, is. yeah. I... <laughs> I made Kadeem my most big... Like, I focused on him. <laughs> Well, even then, like, there's some stuff with him that I'm yeah. like, yeah. really? It's cringy, yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to, like, I got, I don't, like, I think maybe another day I would be just, like, like raging and, like, stomping up and down and, like, screaming about how much I hate this movie and, like, all of the reasons why. Watching it just made me tired. Understandable. I had to pause halfway through and do some other stuff anyway. I did the exact so. same thing. I, at one point, 
I paused and because I like I got to thinking about something and it's a point that I'll get to later. But at one point I paused the movie and I spent about 10 minutes looking through all of the episodes that like all of the movies that we've covered to kind of like contrast and compare something. Mm -hmm. And then at another point I was like, I'm kind of hungry. And so I just paused the movie and like wandered into my kitchen to like munch on some chips. (laughs) I just like. I had an ADT guy come to my door. Yeah. (laughs) I had to deal with that. I just, I legitimately just like got bored during sections of this movie. Understandable. When, When it hit, when they first get to Scotland, I went, oh my God, how are there still 40 minutes of this movie I know. Because I've seen the movie before, and I really did not remember that long in Scotland. Really didn't. It just... It went on for freaking ever in Scotland, and it didn't need to. Um, There are things that you could have done to change this movie in Scotland that would have made the Scotland bits more important. The Scotland bits were not important. Yeah, and and can I just say, like, they set up a perfect thing at the beginning of the movie and then don't use it. Which is which is always our number one pet peeve. Ugh. The, <laughs> the, like, I remember, like, when, I remember when this movie came out and I, I didn't watch it because I was kind of Michelle monaghan out. Yeah. Because it was during, like, because basically, because she did, um... She did Mission Impossible 3, and then she did The Heartbreak Kid, and then she did this. And so there was a point in time where it didn't matter what channel I was on, MI3 or The Heartbreak Kid was on. And I fucking hate The Heartbreak Kid. You really do. I hate The Heartbreak Kid. Um, <laughs> I've not seen the original because it's, you know, it's it's Neil Simon. And I love Neil Simon. Like, Neil yeah. Simon... Like, like writer of my favorite movie ever, Murder by Death. Yep. And he, you know, he did Barefoot in the Park, which yep. is incredible. We've covered, yep. Yeah, and and things like that. I so I've not seen the original, so I don't know if it's just the remake that I hate or if it's generally the story of the Heartbreak Kid that I hate. Uh-huh. I fucking hate that movie, <laughs> and so. It was always on. It was like, if it was a movie channel, oh, here's the Heartbreak Kid. I would turn it to TBS. Oh, the Heartbreak Kid. You know, the next weekend. Oh, I'm sure there's a Law & Order marathon on TNT. Nope, we're showing the Heartbreak Kid. (laughs) I was so sick of... It it was a combination of Ben Stiller, Malin Ackerman, and Michelle Monaghan. I'm like, I don't want to see any of you three motherfuckers again. It's fair. And so, yeah, so when this this came out, I was like, I can't. I cannot do well, it. And I'm not the biggest Michelle Monaghan fan in the first place. The other issue with this movie is that the Patrick Dempsey's got all the charm in the world and it can't save this movie. Oh, I know. And like, that's really sad. Kevin McKidd, I, I like, I, but I didn't like him in this. Um, can I Kathleen tell- Quinlan? I mean, Apollo 13, man. That's one of my, Ka- like, like, I love Kathleen I Quinlan, love like, all my life. Like, I was like, how do I know her? <gasps> that's, Miss, that's that's Jim's wife. That's Jim Lovell's wife in Apollo 13. That's how yeah. I know her. Like, my brain. That's why he was watching Oh, yeah. She's, she's incredible. And then, like we said, Kadeem Hardison, for me, like, that's Dwayne Wayne. That's, like, one of my childhood crushes. Yeah. It's like, I want it in, like, Sidney Pollock. Yeah. I mean, Sidney Pollock is, is legendary. Sidney Pollock is fucking incredible. And, and, like, and Sidney Pollock directed Sabrina, which yeah. we covered and we absolutely love. And Busy Phillips, who I think is hilarious most of the time. I I would follow Busy Phillips to it, the end of the earth. Exactly. It's like, 
Like, this movie has so much going for it. I don't really like Michelle Monaghan in this role. I don't. I don't think there's a lot of chemistry between her and Patrick Dempsey. I, yeah, I don't either. I just and, and part of that is the way that they start off yes. together. But part of that, I just don't think they had great chemistry. And I think that really hurts the movie. Yeah. Um, and like, legitimately, like, Patrick Dempsey was, like, more charming in, like, the made-for-TV movie Lucky 7 than he was in this movie. But he had really great chemistry with, with Kimberly, Kimberly, Williams. Michelle, Kimberly Williams. Yeah. yeah. Like, just Kimberly Williams-Paisley. But, yeah. It's just one of those things. And, like, he's... I've seen Grey's Anatomy, like, a couple seasons. He's more charming in that. And I don't even like that show that much. Mm -hmm. And, like, Sweet Home Alabama, he's more charming in that. Like, and they just didn't give his charisma room to work. I know. And I think... They were too busy making him an asshole. I know. To let his charisma work. This this was the point that I was going to get to. um, Or, the like, the thing that I was going to bring up. Which was, like, the reason that I started doing... Compare and contrast. Com- yeah, contrast and compare. Which was um, the va- like the vast majority of of romance movies that we have covered. It's either more predominantly focused on the female lead, mm-hmm. or it's it's dual. Like it's yeah. it's split pretty equally between the male and female leads. Yeah, and this is not. <laughs> yes, we we've had. Let's see the like the few like romance movie, just the general blanket term romance movies that we have covered that have been more predominantly through like the male perspective. It was like a Knight's Tale mm-hmm. and Hitch, definitely maybe, and Fools Rush In. Probably this means war too. This to me like that was that one's more of like a three hander than that's it fair. is that's than it is like a strict. That's fair. And again, that's more of a buddy comedy that has a romance subplot to it. You're not wrong. So, <laughs> um, and so of those, oh, and also like Four Weddings and a Funeral. I forgot yes. that one. Yes. Um, um, and then also um, like About Time and Ruby Sparks. Mm-hmm. Those, you know, those are all like more focused on the male perspective of the movie. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like taking just like the blanket kind of romance like relationship story out of it and focusing on more like the the parameters of like the like what makes just a typical rom-com that leaves us with um hitch definitely maybe four weddings and a funeral and fools rush in those are the ones that kind of meet more of Mm -hmm. the typical kind of rom-com setup and of those four um hitch and fools rush in are the two that i'm like okay yeah these these are good movies yes because um and the thing is both of those were directed by andy Tennant, who -hmm. directed ever after yeah so it's like this is a man who understands what he's doing yes um whereas definitely maybe and four weddings and a funeral written and directed by men yeah and so (laughs) they they like Hitch was written by a man, but like I said, you had Andy Tennant who had done all of these other things. And I will like Hitch also had some problems fleshing out female characters yes. in some respects. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, it was mostly focused on the dude. Whereas it's just, I realize I'm like of of these that we've covered that have been mostly from like. You know, the ones yeah. that we've covered where there's like a it's the dominantly like male perspective only like two of them have actually been somewhat decent and only like one of them 
had a female writer, yeah. which was full Russian. Mm-hmm. The female writer, male director. This one, written by a man, directed by a man. This is a movie. There's a woman, Kathleen. That, yes, but again, but yeah, it or Deborah, not Kathleen. Yeah, like predominantly, it. Yeah, because and I really dudes movie. That's the thing it's is, is like, movie. like I just really I'm like I. I do. It was just like the thing that I realized through this movie was that this was not a rom com. This was a movie for dudes that was about romance. That's fair. And and so I. It's a movie you could drag your boyfriend to. Yeah, like this was a movie that was made by men with men in mind. This was mm -hmm. not a movie that was made by men with women in mind. Fair. And I, I like I just I. As two women watching it, we were like, "Huh?" Yeah this this was not this was not a movie that was for us. Yeah, because that's fair. It's and the thing like it fell back on so many tired and lazy quote unquote jokes. Yeah, and and things like I'm just it just it irritated me and it just made me tired <laughs> and. I was just bored for a lot of it, and I'm just I'm done. Okay, I'm well, like so that's I, the I know end of the podcast. Yeah. Well, no, I was like, no, 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 no. I just I'm like I I'm done. I'm like I like I no longer. I'm like men. You are not allowed near rom coms <laughs> unless you have at least three women <laughs> like writing the movie. Um, also, really quick because. I've only seen like bits and pieces of Grey's Anatomy. I was not that familiar with Kevin McKidd, but I kept thinking there was something super familiar about him. Uh-huh. And so I looked and, you know, I pull up his IMDb list and the first thing, you know, one of the first things that comes up is like, okay, he was a voice in Brave. And I'm like, but that doesn't explain why he looks familiar. And then I scroll back far enough through his IMDb and he was in fucking Purifiers. He was. <laughs> oh, that movie's garbage. It's so bad that movie is hot garbage <laughs> only hot because of the men in it <laughs> and they are t- they are not good yeah oh, it's not good. so bad but yeah i was like oh man that, that is that that's is why hard flashback to that moment in college <laughs> no when we were like order any movie with these people in it yeah this oh. this was yeah it's like I know nobody else who's listening to this podcast will know what the fuck purifiers is. This is where I cheered for Dom to die, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 That that was the that one. That would never happen normally. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That it it's a bad movie. Yeah. yeah. Um. I remember watching it. I think in your dorm room. Yep. In college, man. I think it was me, you, and Rebecca. Danny was there. D- D- yeah, Danny was there. I was like, Danny. Was I just definitely. Remember, there. I just remember watching it with Rebecca and two characters kiss and Rebecca turned around and goes, is this a love story? I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> it is. It is. Very and then like by, by the end of the movie, it's like something happens with those two characters again. And she was just like, yay. <laughs> she, she found the thing that she needed to get her through <laughs> the, the movie. movie, which is what we needed to do in this movie. Absol- and I, like I said, what I found was other than a couple of moments, Kadeem Hardison. Because yeah. I love Kadeem Hardison. That moment when he's with his daughter and he's like, stop eating your buttons, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just certain things he says that just hard flashed me back to a different world. And someday we're going to talk about a different world on this podcast. And I can't wait. I know. But so the movie opens in like 98 at Cornell University where we find out very quickly. I'm going to roll through this movie. Yes. Where Hannah and Tom went to college. It is Halloween and everybody is dressed as Bill and Monica. American Crime Story Impeachment is coming to you soon, guys. But anyway, uh, 
But, but I, and we remember this. We vividly remember this. I was 12 years old yeah. when that was going down. So I'm like, oh my God, we're really doing this. Uh-huh. Okay. Like all like half the women are dressed as Monica. A ton of the women are dressed, ton of the men are dressed as Bill. He's going to meet a girl named Monica in her room, or at least he's calling her Monica, mm-hmm. in her room. And he knows where the key is. He lets himself in the door, climbs into bed to a woman that is clearly asleep. So clearly not the woman waiting for him. Yep. And he's, he makes the, oh, Monica. And uh-huh. Rolls over. It is Michelle Monaghan's character, Hannah. She punches him out of bed, perfectly legitimate. Lines him with 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 uh, Calvin with Klein with Calvin Klein perfume. Eternity by Calvin Klein. Yeah, and they wind up talking, becoming friends. He, yeah, because he's he's a senior who quote preys on freshmen. Yeah, because she's a and, freshman, and he slept with half of her floor. It's because half your floor is women. Yeah, um, and you know she, and then you know because she she's an art student, um, she had. Because he makes some comment about, like, oh, you have the doggy bowl look. Yeah. Talking about, like, how she's looking at him, which is, you know, like, all excited and, you know, like, all just the same look as, like, a dog has, like, right before you put down the bowl of food. And he said that's how he knows a woman's into him. Yeah. And so she calls him offensive and crazy. And then she's not wrong. Yeah. And then she, she, she dunks on his facial features and, and tells him, um, you know, that, you know, his, his nose, his nose is bent in like this one yep. spot, you know, his eyes are too far apart, but that's, you know, that's to make up for, for, the, nose. for the nose, you know, and, you know, but the nose, it acts, it, it accentuates like, like the thinness of his upper lip and, you know, just yeah. completely like dunks on him and, um, you know, and then tells him, she's like, I feel sorry for you that you have to validate yourself through insatiable, meaningless ego sports sex with insecure girls like my roommate. I would never have sex with someone like you. And you almost see the challenge accepted, but actually it's more like honesty i like it and so he decides to be honest with people and then we flash forward 10 years later in a really like strange credit sequence that came out of nowhere Uh uh-huh uh and we're 10 years later they are he's sleeping with a random woman but he has his rules and every woman he is with knows his rules i'm gonna say i do appreciate that aspect Mm -hmm. like he doesn't lead anybody on Mm -hmm. he's not like giving false hope to people which granted is a whole leading girls on thing in their their own minds mm-hmm. it's a whole thing that comes up in movies and that's one of the tropes in this movie is that busy phillips character thought she could change him and she could not mm-hmm. um but so he has a rule no back-to-back dates no twice in one week so i'll see you next week as he kisses the girl as he leaves yeah to go meet hannah hannah is his best friend they have their routine down he brings her her coffee just the way she likes it he knows her coffee order (laughs) yeah um and then they go to their favorite bakery they go to Mm -hmm. their favorite restaurant like they just have this yeah sunday tradition yeah it's they have the sunday tradition where you know he he gets her coffee order exactly how exactly how she likes it Mm -hmm. and then they go to lunch they go to like they go to like a korean restaurant he orders steamed buns because Mm -hmm. you know he knows like they're healthier and like she would order the fried stuff and so you know she thanks him for that and then you know they go to his favorite bakery bakery, and she's trying to guess you know she tries like She's telling him what to order, and yeah, he's like, she's, no, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. No, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, until so she finally hits the right yeah, thing. Yeah, she's trying, you know, she she picks out, you know, the thing that he should order, and then... And, and the line for this is, like, And the down line the for this, yeah, it's down the block, and and then you know, then they go to, like, an antiques market, like, to look like around. Like a flea market, kind of. Yeah, like a flea market kind of place, like, to look around. And, and while they're looking around this flea market, you know, he's asking her to come with him to his father's next you know like to do his father's wedding and she's mocking his rules 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, and, and she she does call him out that he uses he was like I'm honest with all these women. Yeah, you use your honesty as a shield. Mm-hmm. Like you're honest with them to avoid any real intimacy. Like, yeah, you're not re- you're, and, you're honest on a surface level. Basically. Yeah, and and this this and, is where it's in this scene like where where they're at this this antiques market where the thing that they set up and don't bring back at the end of the movie happens because he's he's kind of begging her he's like please you have to come with me to my dad's wedding because he's like I just I don't like because it's very apparent to everybody involved that that there's no like his father doesn't love the woman he's marrying she doesn't love him like everybody knows like there's no love dad involved. just likes to get married yeah dad just likes to get married and so and he's you know he sounds like Hannah like you you know she needs to come with him because he he never knows like he doesn't like he doesn't know what to say in this kind of situation and hannah tells him she goes if someone's making a mistake and it's not your place to interfere you simply say i'm happy you're happy and that's what he's supposed to tell hannah at the end of the movie yes the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah never happens um so then we we don't we we do go to his father's wedding sydney pollock's dad sydney pollock's dad they're working he his best friend uh tom's best friend is dad's lawyer it, yeah his friend dennis and played they're by actually Chris working the prenup out as the bride it's, t- is, it's 10 minutes before the wedding and they're still negotiating the, the bride prenup. like the bride has to take a drive around the block before because yeah. the prenup's still not done and, and it's all about sex by the end which is yeah it's yeah and and then literally like thomas senior which is tom's dad he signs the prenup and his previous divorce papers like right at that moment and, this and is then his as sixth bride th- this is sixth wedding um and i will say i don't because then like you know we it, we go into the wedding i was not prepared for the unedited version of the song that played yeah the, like, <laughs> yeah well yeah because I, I had heard the unedited version but i will I've say heard like, it. i just wasn't prepared it, i didn't think they'd have it in the movie oh i've got a, i've got an issue with with a song later yeah, that they did that once again an unedited version yeah i was like i'm sorry um what? the um <laughs> but i will say i don't like kanye west at all yeah but the fact that this smash cuts from the wedding to the reception she starts walking by down the aisle by playing Kanye West Gold Digger, I was like, okay, that that's masterful. Well, I will it, give it, like, you that. Literally, she's picking up her bouquet to walk down the aisle, and Gold Digger starts. Yeah, playing. you're just like, I I I see you, and I appreciate it. Yeah, and they they order or they get their cake. Yeah, Tom and Tom and Hannah make their cake at the bar and she eats some of his and he eats some of hers because she always orders better than he does. But if he doesn't order the chocolate cake, she doesn't get it. And she doesn't want the whole cake. She just, she just wants, wants a little bit. Yeah. And it's like the, it, they clearly have this whole routine down. Mm-hmm. Then creepy new stepmother comes and hits on Tom. I'm sorry. Comes and tells him she's there for him with anything he might need while putting his hand on her boobies. Yeah. <laughs> and and then we get like the first scene that really annoyed oh, yeah. me yeah, yeah, with yeah. Same, um same because tom suddenly drags hannah out onto the dance floor because this woman has entered crazy psycho blogger yeah this woman has entered the reception and he just calls her psycho blogger she's never given a name nope she's just psycho blogger and um and basically you know he's telling her it's like oh yeah you know th- this woman has a blog like complete all things tom it's all like completely dedicated to him and that her most recent blog entry it was a two-page description of his face he does have a beautiful face though but that's it's 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 stupid like this yes. is dumb um and i don't understand why this is even in there oh i know why couldn't it be an ex he was hiding from like why couldn't busy phillips has shown up and that's who he was hiding from yeah something like that it would have been better but he 
Um, so what it is, like, he pulls Hannah out onto the dance floor in an attempt to hide from Psycho Blogger. And, and so while he's dancing with Hannah, you know, he makes the, you know, he's telling, you know, he says the, you know, the previous blog post, it was a two page description of his face. And he, he says, you know, well, at least she doesn't think my nose is bent or my lips are too thin. Like, well, who said that? You did. Oh, I lied. Like, I thought you were hot, but you told me I looked like a dog. Well, it's because I was trying to sleep with you. Like, well, why haven't you since? I like having you in my life. But as they're dancing, like... You can see on her face that there's some deep feelings. There, there, yeah. There's, and she knows there's something Tom, here. She knows Tom doesn't return those deep feelings or thinks Tom doesn't return those mm-hmm. deep feelings. So she has to shut it down when he pulls back. But you can see those moments when mm-hmm. she's kind of getting lost in yeah. the dance. And, and Psycho Blogger comes up to him and he tries to play Hannah off as his girlfriend. And I do appreciate Hannah in this moment for being like, oh, but no, we have a very open relationship. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that, actually. Yeah. And so I love that she just completely is like undermining everything that he is saying, but, but it works enough. But to it, get, it works, and so hey, and she's not going to write about him anymore. So yeah, you so know? Psycho Blogger, she she goes off. That and, could have been a funny plot in itself if it had been done right. Yeah, but like them faking a relationship to get like someone who's who's obsessed with him off his back. Yeah, but it wasn't done right. No, at all. Nothing in this movie is done right. But but then literally so like they go back to dancing and again like this you you once again see on Hannah's face that like there's something there for her mm-hmm. but then immediately as soon as Psycho Blogger like steps gone. out is gone he shoves her away and he's, he's like, like whoo, oh, that worked that was close thanks yeah and then they're walking away from the wedding through kind of Central Park over a bridge mm-hmm. and Hannah drops this bomb that she's going to Scotland for six weeks and he goes that's six Sundays. Wow, we've never been apart that long. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? You've not really? Well, he, he doesn't say no. He, he never say it like that. He's it, like, what am I going to do without you? Yeah, for six Sundays, implying that they've not really been apart that long for that amount. Like, it's implied. It's not necessarily. Well, it, to he, me, like, he jokes he's going to jump off the bridge. He, yeah, I was like, this is one of the few moments in the movie yeah. where I'm like, okay, that I actually enjoy the relationship between them. Yeah. But even then, it's like there's no, there's no chemistry. There's yeah. a. It's this feeling of like they, there's no spark because they've gone from, you know, it's like, you know, it's like his, you know, Kadeem Hardison's character, Felix. It's like he says later, he's like, you know, Tom keeps going through this because he feels like he has the perfect setup. He gets to sleep around with whoever he wants to. And then he spends the sun, you know, then, then, then he hangs out with Hannah. Then he hangs out with Hannah. And so, you know, why, why does he need a relationship? Because he has everything exactly the way he wants it. Yeah. And, and so you get the feeling of like, they're, like it's just so frustrating to me of like suddenly he realizes that he's in love with her like it's only because she's not there that to be he is emotionally stunted Mm -hmm. because of what he went through with his dad like you see that through the movie that that's one of the things that's kind of Mm -hmm. that's why he doesn't really believe in love and marriage is because he's watched his dad get married like five six times Mm -hmm. and even one of his best friends because we get to the college the next day is like college basketball. Like their friends, all these college mm-hmm. friends get together to play basketball. And you have Felix, which is Kadeem Hardison's character, who's the only one of the four that are married, I believe. It, yeah. You, the, the, the guys who get together, it's Tom and then... Um, his dad's lawyer. His dad's lawyer, Dennis. Uh-huh. And then 
Kadeem Hardison's character, Felix, Felix, and then a guy named Gary. Yeah. And they, they all four, you get from their conversation, they went to college together. You've also got in the same YMCA a recurring joke that I hate with a passion. I fucking hate it. And I don't love the, like, okay, the guy is from the Big Bang Theory, and that's how I know Michael him. Michael Sussman, was, yeah. Michael Sussman, he plays the comic book store owner at the Big Bang Theory. And he does this character always, and I just get tired it, of well, this character. And, yeah. This, like, involve me, involve me, involve me. Don't leave me out. Involve me. That's the character he plays in The Big Bang Theory, too. And so it's just like, go away. Yeah. And they, they don't like him. They clearly don't like him. There's no reason for him to be in this there, movie. Yeah, no. There's it's, none. It's, ugh. Anyway. So they're play, they play basketball, and that's when we have the conversation about, like, he has the perfect setup. Whereas Felix is like, you guys are missing but, out but, on yeah. one of the best things in life, it, basically, having your woman. Yeah. They, like, you know, they're, they're all, t- you know. Which is why I say he's married to Whitley. But, <laughs> because Felix is, you know, Felix is saying, you know, like, like they don't understand, like, what they're missing out on by not being married. And... And, you know, Dennis points out, he says, oh, well, you know, like, yeah, if it wasn't for marriage, then we wouldn't have divorce. And divorce is the reason why I have a condo in Aspen. Yeah. You know, but then that's when, you know, the the guys all agree, like, well, you know, that Tom has the best setup because he gets to sleep around with whoever he wants to. And then, you know, then he gets to still hang out with Hannah. I don't think Felix agrees with that, though. No. Felix is just like, no. Yeah. Because, and then, you know, Felix point, you know... Tom points out, he says, you know, it's the perfect setup. And Felix says, well, maybe not for Hannah. You know, she's pushing 30. You think her idea of happily ever after is coming home to you and hanging out after you got laid? Which, yeah. Once again, Felix has a couple of not great moments in this thing. But for the most part, Felix is the is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Felix is the best guy in this whole thing. Except for maybe Kevin McKidd. And that's because we're not shown enough to show his imperfections. Yeah. Kim, <laughs> Kimmy is swooning over the mention of Kevin McKidd. She really does. Like, <laughs> she does love him. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, so there's... Then, yeah, we, we get a series of, a like... A montage, A montage of kind of missed connections. And of... him missing her. Him taking dates to the, all the places he goes with her. Now, one of the dates, I do have to, like, spotlight a cameo. Jamie Ray Newman. Jamie Ray Newman playing the best, the best date that he has because she's ordering all the fried food. You get it, girl. <laughs> um, she does drop the fried dumpling, but he's he's being a bit of a prat at that moment, mm-hmm. so I'm fine with that. But yeah, the fact that we get a Jamie Ray Newman out of nowhere, yeah, I was like yes, I I do love Jamie. But Ray anyway, Newman. so yeah, he's and he's realizing as she's gone how much he loves her and how important she is in his life, and how she's the one thing he doesn't ever want to lose. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, they say you don't always know what you have until you don't have it. So maybe that's mm-hmm. where they're going with this, and I'll take it. It's not great, but I'll take it. Yeah. Because he is kind of an asshole for most of this movie. Yes. So especially the early parts of this movie, he's, he doesn't have any idea what what matters. Mm-hmm. And so now he understands he loves her. She's come back from Scotland and called him and is like, we need to get together. And he's decided he's going to tell her how he feels. Yep. <laughs> Felix is actually really proud of him. He's like, get him get her mm-hmm. and he stops and buys roses on the way to the restaurant because they're going to that trendy restaurant i love that i yeah some of the descriptions are it's, great it's yeah it's it's the trendy restaurant next to that greek restaurant that we hated but, but then turned into that thai fusion place that we love yeah and so <laughs> which is just very new york yeah so <laughs> he he shows up with the fly he's walking across the room with the flowers and and then he sees that she's got another dude. Well, no, what it is? It's, gets, it's the okay. The way that it plays out, yeah. I actually enjoy because, like, yeah. he he's coming into this. He's coming into this restaurant, and he's and he like he sees Hannah, and she sees him, and they both kind of just light up. And she starts like to take off across the restaurant to greet him, and then stops and turns around 
and grabs this dude by the hand and drags him along. And that's when Tom just kind of stops and freezes and like realizes like something is going on. And then we have to like ruin this whole thing by he knocks over a waiter because he needs to lose the flowers because he can't let her know he brought the flowers. So like, that's why the comedic side, that's why they did it. But yeah, he goes ass over tea kettles. This waiter hits him and his flowers go everywhere. And they try to return the flowers. And he goes, these aren't my flowers. These are your flowers. And the waiter's like, I hate you. Like, the waiter just has this I hate you face. That's great. If I were the waiter, I would have bludgeoned him to death with the tray. Second time. Second time. The first time, it happens. Second time, yeah. But anyway, so yeah. So he, she pulls herself. I want you to meet Colin. I met him in Scotland. Like, I was trapped by this herd. We saw her <laughs> trapped by this herd of, like, cows? Or was it sheep? I don't remember. I think she was, it was cattle. But she was trapped and he comes and rescues her and we get this whole sweet story and they keep making out at the table, which is hella awkward and no, and people don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care how in love you are. That's gross. You're in a restaurant, number one. And number two, you're telling your best friend how you got together with this person. You don't like, like, I mean, I've been, maybe I've been married too long, but I don't think that I, I maybe a did little... that that often in college. Like if we were all eating at a dinner table together, no, I don't imagine me turning and just like passionately kissing my boyfriend. I don't think that happened. And I ate with a lot of couples that were very passionate at other times when we hung out, but not at the dinner table. Keep that off. Keep it away from my food. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Keep it away from my food. Um, but anyway, so he, then she announces after talking yeah, about that, the romantic thing that she and Colin, how romantic it was. Be, yeah. Cause basically it was like they, they met when like, you know, he, he rode up on horseback and he mm-hmm. rescued her from this herd of cattle. And then he took her to this charming little inn for dinner and they, and it was terrible even by Scottish standards. And, and then they spent the next month just like traveling around the whirlwind the, romance yeah they they just spent the the next month like traveling around and like and everything was perfect and then when it was time for hannah to leave like colin he couldn't let her go so he dropped down to one knee and and proposed i want to watch that movie yeah and so <laughs> like, so and it, it's not it's not just it's not just that the that the that that the the relationship leading up to the engagement is a whirlwind they've decided that they're getting married in two weeks yeah and Colin is is uh he's lives in Scotland right now. He his mm-hmm. family owns like a distill a rum distillery the, whiskey distillery. Rum in Not Scotland. Rum. I meant whiskey. <laughs> meant whiskey just came out wrong. My, my apologies. Yeah, his his family owns the largest whiskey distillery in Scotland. Which being Scotland, that's saying something. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, and, and at the two week announcement, he's like flabbergasted. Tom yeah. is, and then she asked Tom to be her maid of honor because he is mm-hmm. her best friend. Now, to be fair, about. 13 years ago when this was made, it was less common to have your straight male best friend be the maid of honor. Less common, not unknown, but less common. I mean, like, I remember it happening in Fix going back to, like, 2004. Yes, but we all know fanfic is way ahead of anything else. Way ahead. (laughs) So, so yeah, like, he's very doodly dude. So he's yeah. a little bit taken aback by this. like, And he stands up, once again, ass over tea kettle with the waiter. Not, knocks over the same and waiter. And the waiter is legitimately angry at this point. Like, can you look before you... Like, you're in a busy, trendy restaurant. Look before you leap, my dude. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so then we go to him and Felix talking, and he's telling Felix... Felix just thinks it's absolutely hysterical. I mean, 
Because his buddy went to go tell his girl he loves her, and instead he's now the maid of honor at her wedding. Yeah. He's, he's doing what every well, good friend would do in that moment and laughing his ass off at his buddy. Yes, but it's not just that he's laughing the, at, at that. That dress is going to make your ass look big. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that part. Um, not so great. And and then and then Felix, you know, Felix tells Tom that he has to take the maid of honor position because then that will give him an excuse to be around Hannah all of the time, you know, and helping her out with the wedding. He says, you know, you'd be her confidant. And then you can use that time to point out to Hannah that this is really crazy and that she doesn't even know this guy at all. He's not wrong. Which is a fair point. Even as a friend, I think that someone should be pointing this out to Hannah. Yes. Like Hannah girl, like she, (laughs) she needs like the Ophelia. You met him Friday. It's Sunday. No, like the Romeo and Juliet, like, like, you know, yeah. You barely and, know this dude. Yeah, like Tom, you know, he kind of, he kind of like refuses the idea, you know, but then Felix tells him that, tells Tom that he has a better shot yeah. of stopping the wedding from inside rather than, As you an know, outsider. rather than, you know, it happening on like another continent from he's, him. What's good? He's got a, he, yeah, he he's does. Got a point. Like, and he says, he says, and he tells him, he's like, if, you know, if you're really serious and you want to get Hannah back from this guy, you've got to do whatever it takes whatever it takes and it's at this point that i'm like how am i only 30 minutes into this movie um but then we get the assembly of the bridesmaids um and because before they meet up hannah is telling tom you know oh you know there's um you know there's stephanie oh yeah you know stephanie's great it's like and then there's hillary hillary i i I don't know hillary she's my friend from camp it's like and then Okay, Tom, I know you're gonna, but it's Melissa. Melissa, like, and Melissa hates me. Yeah. And, and she's like, but you know, she, she, like, she's been dreaming of like being in my wedding since we were 10. She's wanted to be my maid of honor since. Yeah, she's wanted to be my maid of honor since we were 10. So she's gonna hate you even more. (laughs) Yeah. And so, (laughs) and she does. And so enter, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with with the other two actresses, other two actresses who play Stephanie. Stephanie, though, is my hero because she's like, we're going to get this done. We've got our girl. We're going to take care of her. Yeah. I was like, Stephanie, you go. And, um, yeah. And so like, it's Stephanie and Hillary. I don't, I'm not really familiar with them. Yeah. As you said, Melissa played by Busy Phillips. And I, I fucking love and her. You feel the venom. Oh God, you from do. From the moment she, there's more sparks in that than between anyone else in this movie. The the hatred she feels, the for Tom is just well, great. <laughs> yeah, um, and so you know they're they're having you know they're in this kind of like tea room you know yeah. having having this get together and Hannah like. Well, actually, first this happens first because you know they're they're all drinking this year, whatever. And Melissa, Melissa says, you know, could could somebody hand me the Splenda? And and Tom Tom, Tom picks up. Tom the is thing. trying to be a good dude yeah. about this, and he and he he picks up he picks up the container with with the various sweeteners in it, and she just could somebody who's not a misogynist pass me the Splenda? Because what it is is she got mad at his rules. They were dating, and she got mad that she couldn't change him. Like that's essentially what mm-hmm. what happened is they were dating and she thought he would change his rules to be with her and he like nah that's yeah. that's not who I be um not for you <laughs> yeah and but so, then yeah so, yeah, so then Hannah, Hannah steps away from the table to take a call from Colin and so the bridesmaids go into planning mode and that's it's like when Stephanie is like okay we are going to lock this shit down we have nine days before yeah. our girl gets married we're going to handle this we're going to be adults yes <laughs> we're going and, to do what we need to do and so you know so they're they're talking about um 
like and 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 um uh, Melissa says she's like, "Well, I've I've been a mo uh 6 times, so I'll organize everything that needs to be done even though I'm not officially the mo here." And Tom doesn't know he's like, "What what's, what's a mo?" M O H maid, maid of, of honor. honor, which for the record I never called my maid of honor a mo. She's sitting next to me, but Yeah. <laughs> Well, but I mean, still, I mean, like it, it is a common thing in in like bigger wedding things, I guess. Yeah, it, it's just funny to me. I was like, I, I am not knowing what that to, means. To be that yeah, bad. to be fair, you you kind of bypassed a lot of like the wedding industrial complex. Oh yeah, oh all of it. Yes, all of it. The only thing was my dress. That yeah. was it. <laughs> Um, and that but was then, sale. you know, and then, you know, then they're talking about like, okay, you know, we need to do this. Yeah. Like we need to get her that, you know, like, and you know, like with her trousseau and Tom doesn't know what a trousseau, trousseau is, is, which is, I don't and, think there's anything so, wrong with that. Like, yeah. That's fine. And so, you know, Melissa's like lingerie and, and like, and she speaks directly to him and he's like, oh, she's talking to me. No, I didn't. You just did. Oh, sorry, Tom. Did I break a rule? Like there, and busy Phillips just says it was so much venom in her. Like, I, it's wonderful. The, Oh my god, she's she's one of the best things in this movie, like hundred percent. Yeah, like, like the, she, um, her, her her early stuff in well, this movie is great. Yeah, and then and then Stephanie is taking down dress sizes, and Hillary, who is who's like, a bigger girl. Yeah, she's she's, she's, she's yeah she's closer to plus size, and um and she 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 says that she's an eight and. Melissa and Stephanie kind of give, give a, look, a look and then like, um, I think you might be more comfortable in a 12. No, I'm going to be an eight. I'm on the yeah. juice cleanse. You know, she, yeah, she says yeah. she is on the Dr. River, the Dr. Riverbed fast, which I had to back that up twice. Cause I was like, wait, what? Yeah. But yeah, it's the Dr. Riverbed fast and it's a drink made up of water, peach resin, apple pectin, shark extract, and Lowry seasoning salt. <laughs> It's like because she's determined that she's going to look amazing in her dress, meet a Scottish man, and be happy. And I mean, if I weren't married, I would say we all just want to meet a nice Scottish man at some in some way or another. Like just to hear him talk, if nothing else. Like that's the half of the draw to Outlander for me. Is I'll just listen <laughs> to Samuel and talk, and I'm a happy woman. Yeah. So just saying, I get it. I, I see you, but Hillary. The, yeah, and I understand. Um, but they. <laughs> so the the like and i love you know she that that's what you know she d- details like what is in the string and tom goes but what about food yeah she's tom like, is very concerned about her yeah <laughs> like i appreciate that yeah i i i did kind of appreciate that too but you know she is just like i'm going to look amazing in that dress it's and happening and yeah and so this you know then like hannah comes back to the table and they all fake getting along for hannah's sake uh-huh and as you know they they start to disperse melissa gives tom a business card and she she's very conciliatory as she yes. does it she's and, like i want my my cousin to have a good wedding and yeah and she you know she says that this you know this business cards for a woman named sharon that that she used that she brought this woman to stephanie's sister's shower and hannah was there and you know she and, just Han- loved and, it. and hannah loved it and so she goes, well, okay, thank you. And she goes, you're welcome. Like, yeah, it it's seems like, like it's conciliatory. Yeah, it really it's a, you know, she's like, you know, like, this is for Hannah. So she, we'll, we'll put our, yeah. She played that fiddle well. <laughs> uh-huh. And, um, but yeah, um, so. But then, you know, Hannah, you know, Hannah says, you know, she's going to be busy, like, doing stuff with her family in the next day. And so she asks Tom to keep Colin entertained. So naturally, 
because Tom he, he needs to to show himself off in a good light against Colin. Mm-hmm. He takes him to play basketball with the boys. Yep. Colin's like, well, this is like netball. That's a girls' game. It's college. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So they start playing basketball, and he doesn't know the rules to basketball. Apparently, well, because he doesn't realize you can dunk. Because like yeah. again, yeah. like it just netball. Yeah, it is more of a women's sport in just, the UK. Yeah, as a person who sells like. I can't imagine he's only li- only been in Scotland. Like it just seemed, it blew my mind that they were saying he like never really done anything outside Scotland. That was just- well, yeah. It's just it it is just one of the things of where in like you know here like cause, because like basketball it became a thing like you know James Naismith like in yeah. like early 1890s and by like 1895 you know they had taken like a version of it over to the UK mm-hmm. and it became more popular with women at that time because the play style it it worked well for the more of like you know like with the restrictive dress codes yeah. and things like that and there are men's netball leagues they just they're more like in like Australia and yeah. things like that and they tend to not draw as much of a crowd as the women's netball does so yeah. that's why it's mainly a women's sport I just, there i just didn't buy that he didn't know what basketball was in an american version like that didn't well that it seemed weird to yeah, me. yeah i know but i mean it's the difference of like cricket and baseball are basically the same thing and i know that cricket exists i could not tell you like the rules of cricket but he didn't even seem like he knew basketball existed that was what like broke my brain a little like the, to me they were trying to make him a little too uncultured for lack of a better term i just like, he, he doesn't know where anything is. And it just, I was like, I don't buy that. If he's as wealthy, they have four homes in in Scotland, and they have all this stuff. Like, I don't buy that he's as uncultured as they kind of want him to come off as. I, I just ignored. But anyway, any, any so yeah, they start playing basketball. At first, he's not doing very well. Then he finds out that he can dunk, and he, he just, he, he wipes the floor mm-hmm. with them. And... You know, even Felix is like, uh, you got a problem because this is a perfect man. Yeah. Obligatory large dick joke. And yep. we move on. <laughs> and and this is where Dennis is going to have his guy try to dig up yeah. some dirt on Colin. Um, and then we have, like, <laughs> making out at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah, Hannah and Colin making out at the airport while Tom sits in the car waiting for Hannah because... Um, this is what like Tom and then like, once once Hannah and Colin finally come up for air and Colin goes into the airport. Um, Tom and Hannah go to meet uh, the Reverend who married her parents. At this point, I just want to insert something here and okay. say something. So we didn't mention this beginning. Tom doesn't have a job. Oh yeah, Tom is a billionaire millionaire. He invented the coffee caller for like Starbucks coffee. <laughs> and yeah. so. I, I yeah, said, I was like, the, does he really not have a single responsibility in his life? Because that seems strange to me. That he has no, like, mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. He just, he gets 10 cents for every coffee collar used. I, I don't know. Like, my brain at that moment, I just went, he doesn't have a job, does he? He literally has no reason to just stay in New York except for Hannah. Like, this good dude could be out, like, traipsing the world. Uh, yeah. And he's just staying in his apartment and hanging out with Hannah once a week. This dude's life sucks. 
I, like, yeah, he sleeps with a lot of people, but other than that, because like, like this, this movie doesn't like this movie can't afford the time that it would take to give Tom any other interest well, besides sleeping around and being friends with in Hannah. In that way, Hannah is more fleshed out than Tom. Yeah, Hannah's got a job she loves, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, wait, what does Tom do? Like, Tom does nothing all week. That seems weird i mean yeah we anyway don't know. my brain just at that moment finally caught up with the fact he doesn't have a job but I, I did love when she got in the car after dropping off colin he goes do you need some chapstick she goes yeah actually <laughs> really yeah. funny but yeah so they go to meet the priest yeah they, he, they yeah they go to meet the reverend who he married your parents tom for the groom well, at first well, yeah but first as they're walking into the church mm-hmm. oh, tom yeah. is like okay what like shouldn't Colin be the one here like helping you with this? And then she says like, no, Colin had to go back to Scotland to get their marriage approved by, by the grand council because, because Colin is basically like he's Scottish royalty. He's He's a a Duke. Duke. So because she's not Scottish, then then they have to have their marriage approved. And she walks into the church and Tom stays outside is like about to bang his head into the door like he's even more perfect. Yeah. How is this possible? <laughs> so yeah, then they go in and they meet the priest who married her parents. Well, yeah, and we and have he's insisting on going to Scotland to perform her marriage ceremony. Yes. And we have the obligatory gay joke because, yeah. you know, she introduces Which happens like three more times. Yeah, she introduces Tom as her maid of honor and he's like, "Oh, well we welcome many like gay and lesbian like congregants yep. to our church and blah blah blah." And gives this really awkwardly long hug. Yeah. And it's dumb and I hate it. Um, but the Reverend is asking Hannah like for details about, you know, her and Collins, like things that he can work into the ceremony. And she kind of hesitates, you know, because the whole thing was like such a whirlwind. And Tom tells her, you know, like to dig deep and, you know, and tell the Reverend everything that she knows and loves about Colin. Not just those superficial things. Yeah, not just the obvious things, but those, but the unique characteristics that are Colin. Those things that make you laugh and say, that's so Colin. And Hannah still kind of hesitates. And so Tom kind of gets up and, and walks around. And this little moment I did enjoy which was, you know, he kind of gets up and he, he walks over to a bookcase and, and the Reverend and Hannah are just kind of talking. Yeah. And, and she's, she's still drawing kind of a blank on how to explain yeah, and, how, how she fell in love and with Tom. And Tom rolls around and he says, Modigliani, your first summer in New York, you were dating a guy who worked on Wall Street and he asked you to move in with him and you weren't sure. It was right around that time you discovered Modigliani. You became obsessed with this painting of this woman who had a blue scarf on holding a baby. And Hannah said that painting captured the essence of that woman better than any photograph. And I remember that she freaked out or I remember that she freaked because she said that she felt more passionate about that painting than she did Mr. Wall Street. And she wondered if she could ever meet somebody that could make her feel as passionate as that work of art. And she's like, how do you remember that? And he's yeah. like, I mean, it's you. That's how he yeah. remembers it. And the priest's pre- like, oh, I'm going to use that. Yes. Like, my Digliani, that's great. He's like, oh, I, I see now why you chose him to be your maid of honor. honor. And I'm like, at first I was like, Tom's pushing a little too hard. Then I'm like, nope, nope, he saved it. Yep. <laughs> so then that, that night he's supposed to be having poker with the boys. I like this scene too, except for Dennis, because Dennis yes. is an idiot. But Dennis is supposed to be an idiot. That's yes, kind of the point we, of Dennis. The boys show up to have poker at Tom's place. And Tom's like, oh, you can't play poker until I finish these baskets for uh-huh. the bridal shower. And so because Gary and Felix are good bros, uh-huh. they sit down and start helping. And I I could have watched like five more minutes of oh, that. God, of just the three of them putting and, together their baskets. And Dennis, 
Dennis is a is a prick. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah, De- Dennis is a prick about it because he you know, because like Felix and Gary like because what it is you know they're sitting up like these you know these sort of like party favor you know gift baskets yeah. baskets or whatever candles bath bombs yeah and stuff like that and so you know Gary you know Gary like you know says something about it. he's like you know oh well I've been putting you know like I've been pairing you know, Bayberry with, you know, blah, 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 you know, like with these, with these candles. Once again, I flashed straight back to, to yeah. a different world a few times. And, and so, and that's, you know, and then Felix is like, oh, I've been pairing Bayberry with, with this Tahitian, Tahitian sunrise. sunrise. <laughs> and yeah, and they're, and then finally, you know, like Dennis has just. He's like, Dennis, come over here and curl some, uh, curl some ribbon for us. Yeah, curl some ribbon for us. And, and Dennis is like, I'm going to a strip club. Yeah, this is when Dennis says, he's like, oh. yeah, no. And he, Dennis, Yuck. Dennis is being a little bitch. And and so he bails and he says, I'm going to go to a strip club and eat some meat. And then I'm going to get into a fight. So call me when you find your balls, Tom. And he, he, yeah, fuck Dennis. And then they're like, they're right here. They, got the, they hold these bath balls. <laughs> like, I appreciated that the three boys are not in any way emasculated by this by dennis they're just like eh, screw you yeah like they they all understand that this is number one part of the way of getting hannah yeah but number two they're both their bro needs help they're here yeah so yeah i i and i love that like they, he leaves and they, they're like you don't know what you're missing oh i like how you fluffed that tom yeah <laughs> like, like they're just having a good time because men can do arts and crafts and still be men there you absolutely go. like i will say i did like that they didn't like emasculate the men but like they wasn't a, other than dennis yeah which dennis is the joke in that scene not the men mm-hmm. so I, I appreciated that aspect like it's yeah. like guys can do this and not be absolutely and not and be straight yeah <laughs> it's okay but yeah, so then we go to the the uh, it's the shower, the actually tastefully done shower, mm-hmm. which he's breaking a rule because he has women in his apartment. Yeah, but you know, tastefully done shower. He does you know play some Scottish music to mess with her, and she knows immediately what he's doing. She he gets some pink haggis made. I'm sorry, I think the haggis is actually a really nice touch if you're yeah. if you're having a wedding in Scotland and yeah. this is your bridal shower. The haggis is actually uh, yeah. a, a nice touch. It's also a wake up call. Mm-hmm. Because it's like you and he don't actually have stuff in common, and she doesn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And then Melissa ruins it all because she set him up. <laughs> yep. Not well, that oh, he doesn't deserve on. it. But before we get to that, yeah. we have the moment of oh, yeah? of like a, a package. It, like Stephanie yeah. comes in, like a, a package has been delivered for Hannah, and it's from Colin. Yeah. And in it is this, you know, the it's a it's a, a thistle. Yeah. And and the card, you know, says Hannah, my love. This is an extremely rare Scottish floral thistle, floral bud thistle. They only bloom for four hours before they die. And this you know, Hannah explains when we first met, Colin would joke that he would roam the countryside to find me one, and he did. And it's actually in bloom. Yeah, so he had it's to actually time in, it just right. Yeah, he had to time it just perfectly. But you know, the message of that in a love sense is not great, which is that our love's only going to bloom a short time and then it will die. <laughs> I'm just saying. Not always the best message you want to send to your bride. It's supposed to be really romantic. I get it. I'm weird and don't actually find that romantic. My anniversary was last week and my roses are up there. If my roses died in four hours, I would be really sad. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, but see the... the I'm the one whole, of those weirdos. Though. No, see, the, but the whole premise of it is it's not the it's not the thing that he got her. It's the trouble that he went, went to, to to get, get it. it to yeah, her. I guess. that That's the thing that's supposed to be yeah. impressive. Whatever. I, <laughs> Yeah. I'd rather him just send me something. And this is an in-joke with them, so it does show that he knows her a little bit. Mm-hmm. But there's things later that show he knows her not at all. Yeah. Anyway, so and, and then 
the entertainment arrives that Melissa oh, this, suggested. Hold on, hold on. Before we get to that, another moment that just kind of irked here, you, yeah, was when you know Tom turns around and there's there's Hannah's mother, Joan, played by uh, Kathleen Quinlan, and and he this joke could have gone. This should have oh, gone. Oh garbage. yeah, it should have been cut. And he you know and he's, he's like oh Joan you know it did it's been a while like what what was it you know Easter Easter is that the last time she's like yeah. That's when you slept with our maid. He's like, oh, she told you about that? I didn't even think she spoke English. <sighs> and so, yeah, and that's that's when, yeah, that's the thing that irritated me. And then she steps aside, and there's Grandma Pearl. And and he, he's like, oh, you know, Gra- Grandma Pearl. She's like, wait, which one is this? The fornicator? Grandma. Yeah, yes, Grandma. That I do like. <laughs> that joke's funny. Yeah. But also in that, I, we, I skip, we skipped just for a brief, because I, I like the Hillary stuff with him. Hillary, oh, yeah. Hillary is talking about how nice this, this bridal shower is, and, and he's like, well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Eat something. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, I'm fine. And she gets woozy, and he immediately steadies her. He's like, eat something. Like, yeah. You should go find some food. Like, I, like I love also, that he's just like, find some food, dear. Like, like, I, I understand the idea of doing, of doing a, like, a cleanse or a fast or something like that to yeah. help you drop a few pounds i mean it's not healthy and nobody should do it absolutely but the idea of dropping two dress sizes in two weeks honey that's not going to happen uh-uh. and if it does there is something seriously seriously wrong yeah but so anyway so yeah tom so then the entertainment arrives and they set up and tom's like i know how much you love this from stephanie shower and she goes i Stephanie says shower i this woman wasn't at stephanie's sister's shower and tom gets a panicked look and looks over at melissa who gives a grin. Yeah. And, and it's sex toys. Yeah. It's sex toys. Pleasure aids. Mm-hmm. And grandma likes the, the glow in the dark thunder beads and she wears them as a necklace for the rest of the damn movie. And that's the only part of this movie that I remembered going into this. Uh-huh. That's it. And then of course, naturally <sighs> Hannah is really upset that he would do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she didn't occur to her that this was a setup in some way because yeah. he tries to explain that part. Yeah. But she's she, mad about the haggis. She's mad about the Scottish yeah, music. Once they, again, I don't get why she's mad about the haggis. Cause that actually from a thematic yeah. standpoint makes sense, but okay. Yeah. But the, <laughs> you know, like, cause, cause they go outside and, and she, you know, she's angry and she tells him, you know, I've dreamt of my wedding shower since I was 10 years old. Who dreams about their wedding shower? I wondered the same. Um, but anyway, you know, but they then she gone to a really cool wedding shower at 10 years old because that's apparently. when Melissa wanted to become mother maid of honor. And that's when like that, that yeah. must have been the coolest but, wedding shower. Yeah. She, she goes on and she's like, you know, like I've, I've dreamt of my wedding shower since I was 10 years old. Strangely, the image of my grandma Pearl draped in glow in the dark thunder beads wasn't part of it. And she's, you know, like with like the music, the pink haggis, the dildo saleswoman, you know, like how, you know, kind of how could you do this? And he says, you know, like it, Melissa set me up and she tells like, oh, well you always have an excuse. And, you know, and she, you know, she says, she's like, I, you know, I don't even know why I chose you to be my maid of honor. He says, you know, cause, cause you don't even believe in marriage and, and that he kind of has a, well, you know, I might. And, but she, she's, she's mad. She's Under- not having any of it. Both understandably and not understandably because she knows how much Melissa hates him. So it's not that much of a stretch to believe Melissa would set him up. And I think she probably, while we don't see the scene, I'm assuming she does come around to that idea because she do, they do go out later on. Yeah. But then we have the Steal the Bride montage, which is actually kind of enjoyable the, in, for, for the most part. Yeah, because Tom, you know, while, while he's still <laughs> he's out like there. training. He's still out there on the balcony. Um, um, 
yeah, Tom, like <laughs> Tom calls Felix and, um, and, you know, and he, he tells Felix, like, the whole goal here was to con- convince Hannah that I'd grown up and that she doesn't know anything about Colin, that I'm the right man for her. And that did not happen. And so, you know, Felix has the idea that, you know, to that to prove his love to Hannah, that Tom has to be the best goddamn maid of honor that, the like, ever perfect. existed. Yep. And so, so you know, the, the guys rally and, you know... Dennis doesn't count. Yeah, because Dennis's guy couldn't find any dirt on Colin. You know, but Gary, Gary has brought bridal magazines from 18 different countries because each of them have a feature on being a maid of honor. And each of them have like a translated maid of honor. Yeah, they've translated some of the articles. And then Felix presents, you know, like, because like my wife was supposed to be like a maid of honor for this thing. Like, and she is like the most uptight, like type A personality. It's like, so... Like I like I've got the ringer, and he gives you know this, this maid of honor. Twelve steps to be the perfect maid of honor, uh, but with, with Elizabeth, Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck. I, I forgot like, she existed. That, man. that dates this movie. That absolutely hard. dates this movie. Um, and so you know, and then we get you know this like this montage of you know the the guys quizzing Tom on his you know on his maid of honor duties and and one hundred percent like a training montage. Yeah, it's it's a training montage of sorts. Still and then do? steal the bride. Yeah, what are you gonna do. Steal the bride, like cracks me up. Yeah, and uh, and then perfect bridesmaid or perfect maid of honor now, Tom. Uh huh. Takes her, takes Hannah out to start doing her bridal shopping, mm-hmm. and they're gonna apparently get it all done in one day. And they're looking at china patterns, and he starts explaining china patterns to her and how you can mix and match. And he starts juggling the china, and she is suitably impressed. Like she's like, I did not know mm-hmm. you had this in you. And he is trying to do all of the good like maid of honor things. They pass the lingerie department, and she's like, Oh, this is the one thing you're actually qualified for. Come help me. And he's like, You're right. I yep. I yep. Oh damn it! Mm-hmm. Like you can see the. Oh, this is not what I wanted. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wanted the opposite of what we're doing. Yeah. But so she tries on some lingerie, but while she's doing that, they're talking and he is telling her he's come around to the idea of marriage and, and he, that, that being, that being her maid of honor has really opened his eyes to the idea of marriage. He's trying to kind of get it out. Yeah. And she, you know, she, you know, because of this, she asked like, wait, like, have, have you, have you met somebody? And, and he, you know, and wonders like, okay, well, like, wait, are you actually being serious about this? And then we, we see like him like watching her because it's a very gauzy curtain. But I don't like, and it's it. It's meant to be like a titling thing, but I didn't feel like that's why he was looking at her either. Like, yeah, but and then, did did you notice the framing that happens in this scene? Not really. Okay, so he's talking to her, and you see him kind of like walking around in the, like this kind of like dressing room area, and then they have you know this big kind of like circular sofa yeah. thing like okay well it has that pillar on it <laughs> i didn't notice that. it has that pillar on it and then there are two there now. are two round striped pink pillows on either side of that pillar a man directed this movie uh-huh <laughs> i didn't even notice like i was i was listening it, it was the like it was the only thing i could see in this scene and, and then like and then he sits down and he picks up one of the pillows i remember that happening uh-huh and um and then Hannah steps out of the dressing room wearing a like a red kind of corset and black silk stockings she is blown and holding away. and ho- like yeah and like and hold and she's holding a whip and says no 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 this no, nope Colin nope this won't work for Colin and yeah he picks up some random person's jacket and tries to cover her up she's like no no other people cannot see this yeah and she smacks him with like the crop that she's holding and- yeah 
and and stuff and he's just like nope nope the colin would not like this no no (laughs) yeah (laughs) because i mean it's that whole like but but no i can't and and legitimately he can't it's like 27 27 dresses it's sick like he can't pick out lingerie for the wedding night for her wedding night when she's the woman he loves and she's marrying someone else he can't do that (laughs) yeah no so they finally come out from shopping and she's got two or three bags and she's like, I didn't know you could juggle like that. And that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and she goes, by the way, I'm moving to Scotland. <laughs> that's yeah. a hell of a bomb to drop the day before yeah, you move. It's, it, yeah. It's the like, oh, and I can't believe this is my last day in New York. He's like, wait, what What are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, when I go to Scotland tomorrow, I'm I'm staying in Scotland. Because, you know, that's a that's, hell of a bomb. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an opener. Not like. Like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to tell you, and I'm like, how about the moment you started packing up your apartment? Maybe that was a moment to tell him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, duh. It like, just, does she yeah. live with roommates or something? She's got a lease. Like, what? Well, granted, Colin is super rich, so I'm sure he could take care of that problem. But it's just, I just sat there like, I. That's one of the most unbelievable parts in this movie to me is that she's leaving tomorrow and not coming back, and he had no inkling. Or hint, because it, it packing takes work. There's no way that just I didn't. It, I just it boggled my mind. I did not. I was like, what? Couldn't you at least say like you're coming back just to pack up your honey, just to pack up after your honeymoon or something? Like this, it's because like this movie does not care like like anything about like real world trivialities such as packing so it's just but we we can't inject real world logic into this piece of shit movie colin Um, they've come to the conclusion colin is perfect and tom doesn't think you can go to scotland to watch her marry another man like so hold on so he he puts hannah into the cab after she tells him you know like it's her last day in new york and he's kind of like visibly upset and then we get you know him kind of moping around a little bit and he's at the Bethesda Fountain because, of course, this is a movie in New York, so we have oh, yeah, to show the Bethesda Fountain. We didn't mention he loves dogs. Like, that's the yeah, one thing he will tell he loves. That's a, he'll, he, the only thing he will tell I love you is an animal, and it's a dog. Yeah. That's it. Nothing else. And, and I, do love, it's, I do love, like, this woman comes up, like, you know, with, with two dogs, and, like, they kind of, like one of the dogs kind of like, runs. Oh, runs to, like, yeah. he, he turns into a pile of mush when a dog comes around. Yeah. And which I think might just be a Patrick Dempsey thing, because I think be. I've seen it in other, other stuff with him. Could but, be. Um, but he... Um, but he asks the dog's names and one is, a, one is a kind of white floofy dog. And then the other one is a, you know, it's a, uh, short hair black dog. And, um, and he asks the dog's name. I don't remember the name of the white dog, you know, but then, you know, the, the, the woman says that the black dog's name is Callum and he kind of, Cal- Callum, what, what kind of dog is he? Oh, he's a Scotty. And he just stands up and he walks away. He's like, fucking Scotty. Like, like that made me laugh. That was hilarious. That made but me yeah, laugh. Then he, he meets with his dad that night yeah and he's he's obviously upset like colin is the perfect man and like he pours them like like some whiskey and his dad's like this is good whiskey colin gave it to me it's from their distillery even his whiskey is perfect yeah like nothing like i i can't win i can't go watch her marry someone else yeah. can't do it and they have a discussion that i don't like um, uh-huh i just really actively don't like it and it made me angry <laughs> like five lines why why did we need that thrown around? Okay, so I, like I was it. I was reading trivia. Uh-huh. I was reading trivia for this movie, and apparently there was a scene, like a shower scene in the like with like the basketball thing, and like showering after basketball, uh-huh. where there was like an actual like 
Patrick Dempsey like nude scene with the showery basketball. And so like they cut it to keep the PG-13 rating. I would say so. And so because it's PG-13, they got away with their one fuck with fucking Scotty. Well, well played. Well Well placed. placed. Well placed. I mean, like if, you know, like to maintain a PG-13 rating, there can only be one fuck in a movie. And so, I mean, it's, it's not quite as good as one of like the X-Men days of future past, like Logan, like fuck off. Like it's not as good as that, but if you're going to use like one fuck in a movie, this was a good one. Yeah. But (laughs) so then he, you know, he's having this, um, he's having this conversation with his dad and Tom says, Tom says that he, um, you know, his dad asks, like, you know, why did you even agree to be the maid of honor? Um, and, and Tom says, you know, well, to spend time with Hannah, you know, make her happy, figure out some way to get her off Colin. You know, maybe that was all wrong. Maybe he's better for her than me. You know, he's Scottish. He can dunk. He's perfect. You know, but she's moving to Scotland and I've lost her already. And like, if you love something, set it free. And, and his dad says, that's crap said by a pussy and used by pussies ever since. And he, Tom counters with Casablanca. Bogey puts her on the plane. Pussy. Bogey's a pussy. Big pussy. And, and, but the thing that made me laugh hysterically about that is because Sidney Pollack directed the remake of Sabrina. He did. That's accurate. (laughs) That's accurate. You're not wrong. So yeah. But, but But yeah, it it just, it, it comes back to, Dad basically admits to Tom, he's like, I've only been in love one time and I, I screwed it up. I, I was in was, love. Yeah. With, I was in love once with, like you said, he was in love with his best friend, you know, with the most amazing in the woman, like most amazing woman in the world, you know, AKA Tom's mother. But he screwed it up. And by the time he realized he screwed it up, she wouldn't take him back. And then it was too late. Yeah. And Tom kind of gets this like, wait, what? Look mm-hmm. on his face. And dad's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm getting another divorce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number six. <laughs> And made me laugh, but, but yeah, so he's like, you need to fight for her essentially, Tom. Like if you want her, yeah, you need to try and get her. So how is there 40 minutes left in this movie? Oh my fucking God. Like yeah, literally we, that's, that's a note have, in my notes. Yeah. We, we have now in Scotland. Yeah. Well, we have, we have, we have the bros. Oh yeah. We have the, the boys, bro- the boys sending their bro off to get the girl. Yeah. <laughs> I they do love that. Dro- dropping Tom off at the airport. You know, and like, and then you see like, make this the perfect wedding and then steal the bride. I'm like, it's, it's not even that at that point. It's just like, oh, you got this. Come on. You yeah. There are. And then of course you get Kadeem Hardison's like, you got this baby. Come on. Yeah. I'm like, I love Kadeem. Like just, he opens his mouth and I am just happy. Yeah. Like he speaks and just, I am excited. Um, Ugh. But then, yeah, we get we get to Scotland, and you know the driver is saying, you know the the McMurrays have a home for each season. The summer home is the smallest. You also have and, an autumn home and a winter home, and we uh, know, know the, the seasons. seasons. Yeah, and then <laughs> Melissa leans forward, and goes, "Oh, Tom, someone who makes more, money, who's richer than you. Guess you have to fit something else. Stupid." Yeah. Because <laughs> like, they keep dunking on the coffee collar. It's not a dumb invention. It, no, like, it's not. It's really like it's. The the people who burn themselves on coffee all the time, I am sure, quite appreciate mm-hmm. having that that particular thing. Yeah, I'm sure the inventor of it is not thrilled that Patrick Dempsey's character is getting the credit, but sure. Yeah, plot twist: this is based on a true story of the inventor of the coffee collar and how he got his wife. I'm just kidding. But um, but yeah, then yeah, so we there. get yeah introducing you know Colin's Colin's family, like yet another obligatory yeah. like gay joke about the maid of honor being a man. They're- they're, um, they're doing her hair and the girl's like, oh yeah, it's fantastic. 
And Tom comes in and is like, what is going on with her hair? But they're like, you have to be supportive. That is your job. Like, everyone, yeah. all three of the women are like, you have to support this. Okay, fine. It looks great. Meanwhile, she's... And okay, once again, I don't know a lot about Scottish things, but I know if you're having a traditional Scottish wedding, you have to wear the tartan. Yeah. Like, as the bride, that's part of the thing. And she is just absolutely shocked that she has to wear this tartan over her dress, like, as a sash on her dress. It doesn't look bad, FYI. No. The hair, atrocious. The hair is terrible. <laughs> but the sash looks, I think, it looks gorgeous. Like, yeah. on the dress like that, for a traditional um, Scottish wedding. Yeah. It's one of those things. They... <laughs> Um, throwing back to, um, uh, because I was confused for a second yeah. as, as to the, to a thing that happens in a moment, but then I remembered going back to, you know, when, um, when we had all the bridesmaids, uh, all the bridesmaids meeting and, you know, like uh-huh. coordinating things and they were talking about the dress, you know, oh, it dresses and you don't have to get kilts and stuff like that. And Tom says, oh, you know, oh, I'll take care of the kilts. No, Melissa says she'll take care of the kilts. Oh, does she? I thought because Tom did. that's why Tom has the kilts. Okay, has. I was like, okay. Melissa says she'll my take bad. care of the kilts. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they. Um. So now we have it's you know tradition like the high, Highland Games. High, Highland Games, and everybody's dressing in costume as if it's ev- yeah. Everybody the medieval is, times. Yes, and and uh, Colin's mother tells Tom, you know, we're having the Highland Games, you know, that they date back to a time when a groom had to prove that he was man enough to deserve a bride. And if he didn't win, he didn't get the bride. And Tom is ready. Yes. And so Tom's like, oh, it's my time now. And then and he's in a miniskirt kilt, basically. It, it's, it's not even a kilt. It is like a, like, like Catholic schoolgirl skirt. Yeah. It's supposed to be a kilt. It's, it's tartan, everything. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's like a red tartan. Kilt, and, like, and somebody said, who was in charge of the kilts? And Melissa goes, I have no idea. Yeah. I missed that. But anyway, and so yeah, Melissa has made him like the worst and, and he's getting whistled at because he's showing his legs in the kilts. Yeah. I mean, ra- it, it, rather it is, than, a, it is like a mid thigh. Yeah. Like bare, like a little bit below mid thigh situation with this kilt. Yeah. Like full, like, full shot of the tidy whities like because we get a low shot (laughs) of like good thing he's not traditionally wearing the wearing the traditional way yeah anyway so then we see like we see like a montage of the highland games and tom is holding his own yeah he's actually doing really well he he is holding his own until the caber toss and then the caber toss happens and you can't blame tom for not being able to do the caber toss yeah, because you really can't. Because like, like I do love the moment, like when when they bring out the caber and Tom's like, we we have to throw a tree because it yeah. is like it yeah, is a it is, it is a huge like log like yep. that they have to throw, and I'm like, it's the Scots, it's what they do. And Colin, you know, succeeds, and um, Tom wrecks someone's car. Yep, and they're like, oh, so sorry, he doesn't get the girl, and I'm like, ha, huh, I see what you did yep. there. And Colin rushes over and kisses the bride he has now won. Yeah. And then they're having dinner that night with, like, a big, like, rehearsal dinner style thing. And he shot and killed everything on the table. And mom has a video. Like, his mother has a video. The thing that I love that that is so golden through all of this stuff Uh is Kathleen Quinlan in the background. Yeah. They they occasionally will cut to reaction shots. But you can see that she knows her daughter well enough mm-hmm. to know this is not her daughter, who her daughter is. Mm-hmm. And like, they never say it in words. And I kind of love, mm-hmm. I wish we had had it a, a, like a scene 
of her like telling Tom get her or uh-huh. something. But we get a we get a scene that works for that. But it just would have yeah, been nice to see it's like the only the only scene in the movie where Hannah is not with Tom. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. You're not wrong. But yeah, so they they have this meal. Mother pull like I said. His mother pulls out the video. Of him shooting the, an- the the venison they're eating. Yeah, shooting and deer right between the eyes. Clearly, clearly, Hannah does not love this video. Mm-hmm. But she's like, oh, wow. It's like, yeah, in fact, he killed everything on the table that we're eating. She's like, oh, wow. And then, you know, the, the gra- was it grandma across no, the it's, table? It's, a, it's, it's his aunt. His aunt, who asked if they're going to name their kid Ethel. Well, yeah, well, they, and well, what it is, she, like, she, she, Ethel. She, because she, yeah. like, the, the, the aunt is speaking, is speaking Scots Gaelic. Which I understood what she said. Like, I had no problem. Yeah, I, like, you know, she, she starts off speaking Scots Gaelic, but then, you know, then she, she speaks in English, but she has a very heavy, like, yeah. Scottish brogue. She and basically so, asked them, like, what are, do you have any names for your kids yet? Yeah. And yeah, asking you know, have, have you have any names for the bairns? And and so then you know, Colin explains, you know, bairn means you know children, and he's like, no, auntie, you know, we haven't discussed names for the children yet. And then that's when you know the aunt says, you know, like you know, well, what about the name like Athol? And but she like, just blurts Athol, yeah. Like so, because of her accent, it sounds a lot like asshole. Yeah, we get it. And it's so and like and I long. I did kind of enjoy like because like. Colin and Hannah kind of give each other a look and they're amused because yeah. Colin understands what Hannah is hearing. And, yeah. and so, and so that's when Hannah is just like, no, um, you know, we're, we're not going to name our kid asshole, maybe a middle name or, you know, when he's a teenager and, you know, and you know, they're like Colin and Hannah kind of have this little moment over yeah. it. But, but then the, the, the kicker of the scene is the dessert comes out and Hannah has some kind of like cheesecake with fruit on it or whatever. And Colin has a piece of like the a chocolate, chocolate cake, like a chocolate yeah. dessert. And, and she goes to like steal a little bite of his cake. And he's like, no, 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 don't, don't, do, don't that. do that. Don't do that. <laughs> and, and he like, if you want a little bit here and he puts it like on a little side plate. Yeah. And, uh, and so she's kind of like, I, what? And um, it never occurred to her that someone would have a problem with sharing a plate with her, even though like my husband, that is a pet peeve. Mm-hmm. I've married 13 years and I, I can count on one hand the number of times I've been allowed to take something off his plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like one hand, guys. Yeah. Not joking. But yeah, so. But yeah, she's just I'm- completely like blown back by that. She did not expect that to be his response. Yeah. But then after that, we're having like kind of a cocktail hour type, like like a after dinner drinks. Yeah. And they, they've retreated to the drawing room. And Tom comes over and really wants to have, he is trying. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to give him this, this, this. He tries like four times to mm-hmm. tell her to confess before the wedding. He actually yes. tries and gets cock blocked every single the, the time. The tiny amount of props that I'm willing yeah. to give him is that he did actually try before the wedding. And he didn't just wuss out until the wedding. Yeah. He and, actually tried. Yeah. He did try. But, you know, Colin enters, you know, playing the bagpipes. He's like, oh, yeah, he's been playing since he was a wee lad. And he practices every, every night. night. Every the, night. The look on her face is like, oh, God, what have I done? See, and here's what I wish had happened a little bit in this movie. I wish she had called off the wedding before uh-huh. Tom's triumphant entrance later. Yeah. I just I think that would have worked better for my brain uh-huh but it's fine whatever yeah. it's a movie 
So, so yeah, then they're gonna like. Well, th- then we get Hannah's like Hannah's mother brings her this scrapbook, and like I said, this is the only moment in the movie mm-hmm. where we have Hannah with like where Tom is not involved in the scene. Yeah, and and so you know Hannah's mother brings her this scrapbook, and you know goes through you know this go they're going through pictures and she and Melissa's kids. There's yeah. this. There's and, her and Tom and and getting to a picture of you know Hannah like picture of her dad. And Hannah makes the comment of, you know, he, he always seemed worried that, you know, she would never find someone and her mother corrects her and says, no, that's, that's not true. You know, he, he just always thought you'd marry Tom. And so now Hannah is like, oh, hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It never occurred to her that someone else in her life, cause she, I think I genuinely, and this is just me, but this is just the way that I read Hannah and we don't get any of this in canon. So this is just the way that I read her. Colin, bless his heart, is her trying to get over Tom. Yeah. That's how it started, at least, in my opinion. Because at that wedding, she definitely, at dad's wedding, definitely had feelings for Tom. Mm -hmm. That was definite. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, six weeks later, she's marrying someone else. I'm just saying, there's some reboundiness to that that decision. Mm -hmm. Whether whether it was forefront in her mind or not, there's some, well, I'm never going to be able to marry Tom, so... Let's mm-hmm. let's move on, kind of situation. Yeah. That, like I said, never in canon said, but that's the only thing that makes sense <laughs> yeah, to my brain. It, it's something that I I never I never thought about, and I never tried to rationalize it because be- no, you shouldn't logic this movie. <laughs> we shouldn't logic this movie because we're not given enough it's about fair. who Hannah it's is. Fair. It's fair to be able to determine like why this is something that she that's would fair. do. I think I wish that that had been a scene in here, like her mm-hmm. and maybe Stephanie. Or her yeah. and somebody else no, having that discussion. This, yeah, no. This this movie is all about yeah. Tom. It's fair. So we we aren't we're literally afforded one scene in this movie of her with somebody that isn't Tom, like where Tom is not present in the scene. And that's the thing, is like with like with with Hitch, with Fools Rush In. Yeah. Like those movies we get scene we get scenes of the female leads off doing other things, other things yeah. not so much with allegra in but but, but with, with whatever her name is yeah um Ava Mendes. And, yeah um but with with her character we get a little yeah. bit you know of her on her own yeah that's true we don't really yeah. get that with hannah we and, know she has a passion for art and stuff yeah but we don't really yeah and like she you know she was an art major she's an art restorer at the met you know like we know those things about her we don't know anything about her personality or her character yeah and so we we can't we don't know anything enough to make a judgment and so like i said this movie gives us one scene mm-hmm. and it's the 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 entire purpose of the scene is for somebody to tell her oh we always thought you'd end up with tom yeah it's it's not it doesn't give her any kind of like yeah. character growth on her own but then we see tom on the phone with felix again mm-hmm. felix is like there no no there's no more timing you're there for the wedding yeah do it this, and do it this is the way i did laugh because because felix felix tells tom um he says this is any time is the right time to say i love you marry me and and immediately i flashed to a different world me <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. The just, only move, the only thing where you are allowed to come in at the wedding and break up the wedding is a different world. And once again, someday, girl, we oh, are I know. going to go I, hard I can't, at this. I can't wait to talk about a different world. But, <laughs> but yeah, literally just, you know, the 
the, the perfect moment to tell somebody, like, I love you, marry me, is when they're standing at the altar with somebody else and you're being dragged. Yeah. You're being dragged back down the aisle by the, by the security guard. <laughs> yeah. And then your buddies are taking out the security guard. Yeah. Like, it's great. Oh, my God. But, but and, and the, you're right. Even the emphasis in it is yeah. the one he uses. Yeah. It's like, I love you. Marry me. <laughs> so great. That's so great. But anyway, he also then sits down next to his daughter and makes her stop eating her buttons, which is hilarious because yeah. she immediately puts the buttons right back. Oh, of course. But he's but like, then, you know, it's time. You, there's no, you can't, there's no timing anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't wait for the right moment. Yeah. Any moment's the right moment, especially when you're the day before the wedding. Yeah. Go. So, so Tom does. Tom, he, he goes, let's go for a walk and talk about your vows. Mm hmm. And, and Tom, you know, while, while they're talking, you know, Hannah, Hannah makes the comment of she's, she's like, you know, I, I started working on them and, you know, like I did this and, and like that wasn't working. So I thought, oh, I tried this. And she's like, I'd like, they are actively getting worse. And as that happens, he's now, he confesses, but he, he, he blurts out, he says, I'm crazy about you. I think about you all the time and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Really? Really? Ugh totally generic it sounds like something somebody's supposed to say as opposed to what you're really feeling and he like he like you could see the are you giving me notes on yeah. my on my confession and, of yeah. love and then and then it clues in and then he says okay how about nobody in the world makes me laugh the way you do you're my best friend i just want to be with you and he takes her hands and the beautiful shot, like Yo, the yeah. sun is the sun is setting behind like a, a mountain, and, and and she actually has a moment of oh my god, he's serious. And then Melissa shows up with the rest of the bridesmaids because it's and time to, for her going out. It's it's time for her taking, taking out. out. Yeah, sorry. It's it's the it's the the Scottish equivalent of of, of, a, of a hen of a Hindu. Yeah. yeah, and and what it, like they have a like a, a bowl. Yeah. Um, that you're supposed to fill like a bowl filled with salt and and you're men, supposed, and you are paid money for your kisses yeah no, and you thank you i pass and so it yeah the yeah it's a some of those men i pass hard on that tradition thank you it's just yeah i'm like and especially like watching this movie in a pandemic i'm just like mm, no uh-uh <laughs> no 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 no, no, my no. Would say, in a panorama in a patricia <laughs> yeah. yeah no um, but the yeah, so um uh so yeah, this is where, you know, they 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 head, you know, like everybody piles into cars and they drive kind of into into the town to start the pub crawl and getting, you know, the money for kisses or whatever. And this this is the moment with the song cuz like we see them getting out of the car and I had my subtitles on, so I definitely saw Oh, this. yeah. Because it's um they're blaring it's the it's the Fratelli's song Henrietta. And this is the thing, I was like, I legitimately, I'm like, how, with, with, with the fuck, and then, you know, the litany of pussies in that one scene, and now we get the song, it's the song Henrietta Butter Fratelli's, and for those of you who aren't familiar with it, the opening, um, the opening lyrics is, Henrietta, we got no flowers for you, just three miserable cunts sitting on the back seat, banging on the offbeat. <sighs> and so I was like... They hide it in the lyric. Yeah. So, like, like, it was, I was like, it. how with these things, like the combination of these things, was this movie able to maintain a PG 13 rating? A lot of, a lot of things I think ignore lyrics. Yeah. Like ignore song lyrics. It's the only way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Cause otherwise it doesn't. Yeah. No, <laughs> it, it just, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, it just surprised but, me. So all the men start putting money in the, 
in the yeah, jar and- essentially to get kisses. And then it works its way around the room to Tom. The other bridesmaids are getting trashed, mm-hmm. especially Melissa. Just yes. they're banging their pots and they are getting trashed. Yes. And, and then Tom and Tom is kind of like basically Tom and Hannah kind of end up in a separate room of the pub mm. where they're kind of away from everybody else and and Tom like Hannah kind of comes along Tom and like after she's been kissed by like 30 dudes and has this, you know, this bowl of change. This bowl it. full of change. Um Tom like digs into his pocket and he pulls out this handful of change and he's like, this is all I've got. And he like, he throws it into the bowl and he kisses Hannah and it quickly turns into like, it is a full on snog. A real kiss. It is real. And you see in the background, mother sees all. Joan sees it and nearly chokes on her drink. I thought after that moment, we were going to get a scene between her and Tom of one of two things of her telling Tom, get out. My daughter is going to be happy or if you're going to do this do it yeah like i thought we were going to get a scene of joan no being like man up (laughs) yeah no woman up like go up there and do what you need to do because this movie does not take women into consideration well i mean and she could have even gone to her daughter and been like i saw you yeah i know yeah i'm your mama (laughs) but no it doesn't happen no again like i said this movie does not take women into consideration the the kiss happens and then they break up and they go back to some more bars because the the bridesmaids before they can say anything the bridesmaids come and break it up again Mm -hmm. and then we're flashed back to the to the to the manor the castle (laughs) yeah and and tom is like pacing. pacing their rooms yeah they're both pacing in their rooms and she leaves her room Tom goes to the door and there's Melissa. Yeah. Because what it is, is the way that it's played is you see Hannah leaves her room and she goes up the stairs and it's stairs that we saw Tom come down earlier. Yeah. And so, and then it cuts back up to Tom and there's a knock at his door. And so you think, oh, it's Hannah. No, he opens the door and it's a very drunk Melissa. Who is only, who's wearing a robe. He's like, don't take it off. Don't. No. Yeah. Because she's like, you're going to service me tonight. And she basically assaults him. Like... Yeah. Pushes him to, he is saying no loudly mm-hmm. and repeatedly and asking her to be quiet mm-hmm. and and it's all a big joke and I still don't think it's okay. No, but no, whatever. Because, it's all a big joke. Yeah, because it's played for comedy yeah. when men are assaulted. Yeah. So anyway, he she comes in and sees this, of course, because of course Hannah's going to show up at the wrong yep. moment. He dumps, he, he finally gets. He, he knocks Melissa off onto the, the floor, floor and she just passes out. Yeah. And runs downstairs to talk to Hannah. Hannah doesn't want to hear it. He's unreliable and untrustworthy, and she should have remembered that. Yeah. And that's why she's going to marry Colin. And, like, they have this cute scene through the door that is kind of heartbreaking I, if I cared about these characters at all. That I, like, that is the one moment of of when, you know, like, when he, like, he runs down and, and like, there at her room, and he's, you know, he's asking, like, why she came mm-hmm. to his room. And she says she came to talk to him about the kiss and and it's just he just whispers at her door he's like please don't marry him yeah now once again i'm gonna yeah. say patrick dempsey is good yeah i always think patrick dempsey's good they finally in this moment let his charisma and his his emotional it, yeah it's stuff come it's, through it's i don't know what it is something about like the way that they're both whispering yeah because then she whispers she's like all these years tom all this time you're doing this now how can you do this and and he's and he just whispers, please let me in. And she says, you're only doing this now because you're afraid of losing me. I need someone who's going to be there for me no matter what happens. Someone who truly loves me. Someone I can trust. I'm marrying Colin tomorrow, Tom. And 
Um, and then we see him kind of like he walks down the corridor a little bit and he sits down on this bench and he, you just hear him whisper, I can't be your maid of honor and give you away tomorrow. And we see the next morning he's throwing stuff in a car and he's leaving yeah. in a taxi and, and she's yeah. watching him from the window and Collins up behind her and says, I'm, I'm sorry you guys had a fight. Yeah. She's like, he's just afraid of losing me. He'll get over it. Mm-hmm. And she walks over the window and Tom is driving away. She mm-hmm. is dry. She is getting ready for the wedding. And then Tom. Yeah, we, we have, we have the moment of the bridesmaids yeah. getting ready and they zip Hillary into her dress and it fits and it zips. And then she immediately passes out. Yeah. And then we see Tom, like Tom's leaving town and some, he gets stopped by the sheep. Yeah. Well, the yeah. Because, sheep. <laughs> because the, yeah. And we, we see like the bridal party, you know, is on like they're, they're on the ferry. They're, yeah. they're headed over. Um, and Tom, the car that he's in, like I said, get, gets waylaid by the unruly flock of sheep. And, and that's when he sees, you know, this, the sheep dog that he saw on the ferry on the way over. And, and he realizes what he has to do. Yeah. And so he, he, yeah, he gets out and he pets the dog and he says, I love you too. He's like, Oh, I love you. I love you to the dog. And then realizes, Oh yeah, I actually have to say this to a human. And takes off running. Yeah, has, actually, no. He has, has the, he has the driver turn around, yeah. and and then he he they get to the ferry. There's only one ferry, and, and it's, it's at the church. It, it's it's waiting on the other side for everybody to come back from the church and driving over land. It would take and somehow it, this, it would take yeah. like an hour and a half. Like walking there, it would take a long time. So he commandeers a dude's horse, and somehow he knows how to ride a horse very well. Yeah. And he, they're like, just stick to the shore. I, I do like that these Scottish guys are kind of down for this. They're like, just stick to the shoreline, man. Yeah. So he does. He he rides, and we see her going down the aisle. And then the horse stops short, and he flies through the doors and somehow doesn't, you know, get a concussion. Because <laughs> he hits those doors hard. Like, he knocks the doors open with his body. Yeah, and, and it happened. He, he happens to go flying through these doors at the at moment. At the right moment. At the moment that the Reverend is giving the, you know, if anybody can give just cause. Which, while he's giving you the vows, he, once again, pulling from things, he mentions something about calling, but then he mentions the painter. Yeah, he mentions Modigliani. And she kind of double takes at the at the priest. Like, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. And then Tom like falls to the door. She immediately rushes down. Cause Tom is, Tom is actually knocked out <laughs> yeah. for a minute there. And so he finally comes to, and she smacks him back in the head. She's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. I have something I have to tell you. He, yeah. And I love, he tells, he's like, I have something to tell you. Your hair looks awful. Cause this is the only thing he's never been honest with her about is, yeah. is this last few weeks. Yeah. It's the only time. He's like, yeah. I have something to tell you. Your hair looks awful. And the sash, it sucks. But that hair, it's like a co-op for parakeets. <laughs> um, look, Hannah, I pride myself on being honest with everybody, but there's somebody that I've been lying to for a very long time myself because the truth is scary. And 10 years ago I got in bed with the wrong girl and she turned out to be the right one. I love you, Hannah. I always have. And I always will. And at the, I love you. Her eyes get big. Cause she knows he doesn't say that to humans. Yep. And, and so and she that's, knows and that's when, Yeah. And that's when she says, you know, Thomas Bailey, you are the worst maid of honor of all time. The first time in this entire movie, we have heard his last name. It is. You're right. Yeah. She says, you're the worst maid of honor of all time. And they kiss. And then they suddenly, they suddenly remember where they are as the groomsmen, like, circle around and shut the door. Yeah. Buddy, you ain't getting out. In a very threatening manner. This is the godfather of, of, of Scotland. You don't want to mess with these people. This, yeah. Like, they own the biggest whiskey distillery. You're a dead man. Like, you ain't getting, you ain't getting yeah. out of here. 
Yeah, no. But but she, she turns. She she gives Colin back the ring, the ginormous ring. Yeah, and and tells him, you know, he's like she doesn't expect him to him to forgive her, and she says, you know, just so you know, you are the perfect guy, just not the perfect guy for me. And and Colin, he kisses her cheek and he says goodbye, and then Auntie behind him speaks in Scots Gaelic, and and they're like, wait, what did she say? Oh, she said I should deck you, and. Tom was like, oh, okay. And then he just... He, he does. He, I, earned. Absolutely. No like, offense, fair. You got the fair. girl. He's spent all of this time. He's been in love with her. He's done all... He's in front of all of his... Like, he, yeah. He had to petition the Grand Council for this. And the woman leaves him at the altar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets to punch the guy. Like, he just does. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a given. Mm-hmm. So he punches the guy. So he's like, yeah. Now, now, the, now like, we have Patrick Dempsey's on the other side of what happened in Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's great. So she, uh, but then, yeah, then, then he walks out with his people and I love this. The camera's pulling out. You see like everybody's trying to pick him up and he just goes right back down. Yep. After that punch. Yeah. And then we fade to the wedding. We, uh, we're back in New York and Tom and Hannah, they marry and we have the way everybody kind of files out. Pretty sure Melissa's going to be seventh, his seventh step or sixth stepmother. Seventh, no, seventh. Yeah. Seventh. seventh marriage, but Tom's sixth stepmother. Yeah. Um, cause, cause that's the thing is that Thomas senior, he can't remember how many times he's been married yeah. and he keeps getting it wrong. And Dennis is always there to correct him. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so Melissa and Thomas senior end up like walking like down the recessional together and, and he just kind of like Melissa takes his arm and he, and he looks back over his shoulder at Dennis and he goes, number six, seven. seven. Um, and so we get everybody coming out and, then we go to like it, it cut yeah it cuts to Tom getting into bed with Hannah in the dark and then he reaches over and he turns on the light and she says what are you doing and he says I'm just making sure I've got the right girl this time and she says oh you do definitely and they turn off the light oh Monica oh Bill and that's the word yeah and then and then the credit over the like in this moment and into the credits they start playing stolen by dashboard confessional and I nearly broke out in hives because like no you can't ruin one of my favorite songs like this <laughs> but that's the end of the movie so at least you could say it didn't ruin it it just it it ended it it gave you a high note to end on no, there are no high notes in this movie. Kadeem Hardison's bits Kim, and Busy Phillips, they're, they're they have me- high moments. They're medium notes okay, at I'll best. Take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. They felt like high notes with how bad this movie was. Now, here's, here's the ultimate question, though, for us. Was this movie as bad as Summer Catch? It's a different kind of bad. I don't think it's as bad. I could watch this again if I had to. Summer Catch, I don't think I could watch again, even for Freddie Prince Jr. See, no, this, I, I can't. I, I, I'm done. I have seen it. <laughs> I will never watch it again. So this is like, what's your rating? I'm, I'm giving it a two and a half. Oh, I figured you'd go like one, because we only gave Summer Catch a two. Yeah, I know. So you're giving it more than Summer Catch. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. Okay. I would say two and a half as well. Two, two and a half range. Somewhere in there. It just... And Granny's wearing the Thunderbeats for the whole movie. At one point, somebody tells her she's glowing, which did make me laugh really hard because they're glowing the dark Thunderbeats. It's just... But, like, that's the part that stuck out in my brain because I thought it was so dumb. Yeah. And, like, so much of this movie doesn't... It's not necessary. The actual, like, just main story, I Mm -hmm. don't have a necessarily a problem with Mm -hmm. the plot hook of these people have been friends for a long time and he didn't realize he was in love with her and now he he goes Mm -hmm. oh shit like yeah i'm in love with her and then oh no but she and he's ready to tell her 
she's marrying somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so he's he has to like stop that. Like I'm okay with that. It's not great, but I'm yeah. okay with it. It's just the way this was delivered was not good. It's it's like and this is a 2008 movie. This is worse than 27 dresses by a long shot. Yeah. Like 27 dresses has its problematic bits, but there are there are good moments in it. Mm-hmm. This like you said, it's mostly medium moments. Yeah. <laughs> and they it, feel so much better because of how bad the rest of the movie. That, like is. that's why. It's like I yeah, I'm like I, I was so excited because Kadeem Hardison was in this movie though. Like I went in with my my expectations rose a little bit because I was like, oh, I don't get to see him do much anymore. The last thing I saw him was in a Lifetime original movie for Christmas with with well with, it was Jas- with Jasmine with guy. guy, but they didn't do anything in it except for be married, which is great. Yeah, but but oh no, it's not good. It like I was so yeah, excited to just... only be let down. Yeah, I just and Patrick, like I said, Patrick Dempsey usually. Like I said, like like I said at the beginning, I'm like this was not a this was not a romance movie. This was a movie for dudes that had a romantic subplot. Yeah, you're right. and even then, it just other than the fact that Hannah is just a habit in his life. Other than the fact that like she like he knows her coffee order and she knows what to get like what he should get at the bakery. Why? Well, no, I, I don't agree with that because I think he knows her. The I'm, the 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 memory that he has for her compared to what he has for other women, I, I think that does show his dedication to her and how much he actually cares. About I know, her. but he just and I've known people like that who genuinely didn't realize how important someone was in their life. Yes, and and so <laughs> and so like I I don't have a problem with like I see why. I don't see why he waited so long. I don't see why mm-hmm. a lot of other whys. Yeah. But. But again, it's like we get, we get like one day of them together before she goes off to Scotland. We get, we get a, a one montage. day. Instead of the weird opening scene, just showing shots of New York, a montage of them from college to yeah. present would have been better. Literally. As like I said, we get them meeting How college. did they become friends? Yeah. Like, they met one night in a dorm room. Like, did he just keep seeking her out? Probably. Why didn't she put a stop to it? Because he clearly annoyed her. It... It was just... Yeah, it's just weird. Like, there's a lot of weird in this movie that just could have... It could have... It had... Like, with, like I said, with people in it, it had so much potential. hmm So much potential. And it just didn't mm-hmm. come through. Yeah. It just... And that's really all I have to say about the movie. I yeah. I just I have nothing I have nothing redeeming about it. I and like and I thought going like I thought going into it and also because when we were picking this movie, like Kimmy kept telling us, she's like, It's awful, like you're gonna hate it. Like Kimmy was just vehement and I was like, I did hate it, but it wasn't in a fun, like, oh my god, this is terrible. It kind wasn't of a way, Hallmark movie kind of hate. It, was, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like Hallmark movie, like, oh my God, this is the worst and I love it kind of way. This was just bad. Like, like all I, these people should be better than this. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, and I, I couldn't even be bothered to care about, like, chemistry with anybody. I was like, because yeah. it just, this whole movie, it just felt lazy. Like, yeah. The, oh, the yeah. entire thing just felt so For lazy. Sure. And this was toward the, the other thing is, this was toward kind of like that dip in romantic comedies. Yeah. Where like we stopped getting some for a little while. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, like this is one of the reasons why. This, like, see, this this is one of those examples of like just like 
mediocre white dudes like doing mediocre things and still being successful because i'm like this this is a movie i'm like it's just it's completely mediocre like that is the only word for it because it's just it's all lazy at least it's critical writing like it's critical review says that yeah like everything seems to point to that like it's it's just yeah yeah. i was just bored and annoyed the entire time i was watching this movie And there was nothing redemptive about it. But anyway, do you have anything else to add, darling? That's it for me. All right, then that will get it for this episode of Couch Buddies. As always, we thank you so very much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.